conversation that I think you are going to find very, very interesting. And just hear it out, okay? Don't take the initial reaction. Listen to what our guest has to say. We're going to be talking about Afghanistan and the sudden collapse of the Afghan government and the new Taliban regime in power in Afghanistan has really put Western countries in a spot, if if you think about it. It was mind-boggling for many people when Trump brought the globally recognized terrorist group to the U.S. to negotiate. Uh, and during the frenzied evacuation efforts last week, all of the allied countries were relying on negotiations with the Taliban to conduct those operations. It's a complex situation, to be sure. Lots going on. It's not over. There are still Canadians in that country that we are, again, negotiating with the Taliban to try and get out. Uh, The issue caught fire on the campaign trail last week. um, The foreign affairs minister said the liberal government would take a wait-and-see approach on recognizing a Taliban government. The NDP, the Conservatives, and a lot of Canadians immediately took him to task, saying, we don't negotiate with terrorist groups. What do you mean negotiate with the Taliban? You can't trust the Taliban. Later, Justin Trudeau tried to put out that fire, saying Canada has no plans to recognize the Taliban. It's a difficult position politically, there's no doubt. Um, So let's get into it a bit with Colin Robertson now, who put together a piece saying, you know what, Canada should negotiate with the Taliban. Colin is a former Canadian diplomat and current vice president and fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Uh, Colin, thanks so much for your time today, I appreciate it. Good to be with you, Shay. So I think we all recognize this is a truly difficult position and one that's going to take some skill to navigate. Uh, in your piece, though, you do argue that Canada's best course of action is to, in fact, recognize the Taliban as an official government like we do with so many other countries. Yeah, and uh, I say that recognition of, of the government is not a, a seal of approval. It's simply the means by which we do business. The Taliban is now in control of Afghanistan. Over the past 20 years, we put in billions of dollars. As you probably told your listeners, a number of Canadians have lost their lives. Mm -hmm. There are now deep family links between Canada and Afghanistan because of all the things we've done. There's there's business links. If we're going to represent those links and if we're going to get Canadians who couldn't get out or people who we do want to get out who perhaps uh, served with our forces and we think we we, want to give them a chance to come to Canada they're going to have to leave Afghanistan. In order to leave Afghanistan, they're going to have to have the permission of those in control. I don't like the Taliban, as you said, terrorists, drug dealers, yeah. misogynist killers. But you, you you still have interests, and you have to do business with them, because if you don't, who's going to do it for them? Otherwise, you're leaving those people who are either Canadian or have got Canadian links high and dry, and then some say, oh, well, we'll work through a third party. Well, my experience is third parties will get to you, but you're bottom of the list. First of all, they deal with their own interests. We have significant interests for the reasons we went in. We were one of the the keys by which we invoked the Article 5 at NATO, which led to the intervention led by the United States, but included Canada. Of course, we were there for 10 years, and we've been there since with representation and providing aid and assistance, a focus on uh, education, on health care, and particularly on on, on women and uh, young girls' rights, uh, sort of human rights stuff. Or do we just wash our hands and say that's billions of dollars down the drain? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Canadian people will let us do that. I think we think there is a residual tie. It's part of what Canada is sure. about. So my argument is that we recognize the Taliban. I think we strike a deal before because they do want recognition. And I think the first in is going to probably going to get more than the last in. And so I'd say 
Canada goes in and say, okay, we'll recognize, but here's the list of people we want guarantees are going to get out. And my bet would be the Taliban, for the reasons over the last few weeks, they gave this to the Americans. So that we did have the, the, the terrorist attack at the very end. But basically, over the last six weeks, the Taliban left off their attacks of the Americans because the Americans said, we'll be out, which suited the Taliban. So I think from our perspective, again, it's trust, but verify. You say, okay, we'll give you recognition, but we want to see these people out, and you help us find some of these people because they may be held right now, and, uh, and 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 therefore you're advancing Canadian interests because that's ultimately what countries have to do is basically support their sure. own people. That's job one, of course. Um, let's take a step back here before we go forward. When we talk about official recognition from the Canadian government of other governments. Um, Historically, where do we draw that line? Have we sort of bent some of our standards and values in previous instances? Are there other examples where we can look at and say, you know what, in the interest of Canadians, we will sort of go against what we typically would do? I mean, when we talk about official recognition, is it it a little bit flexible? Uh, Very much so. It used to be with like-minded, that is, with other democracies. But we found, soon found that was simply gonna, not going to work for Canadians because we are, of all the countries in the world, you know this, where you're saying, Albert, look at all the people, the immigrants you have that have come from all over the world. That's part of what makes Canada great. So we have all these connections, and the people who come here want to often bring their family or they've got trade reasons that we want to be a part of. So, So we found that you you recognize the country again it's not a seal of approval we've got differences with all sorts of countries vladimir putin probably mm-hmm. a killer but we have recognition with russia why because we've got trade interests we've got again these closer connections family connections with russia so uh that's why we and, and it, that's why we we recognize other countries because then we can advance canadian interests it's canadians doing it if we don't have recognition then we rely on others. We don't have recognition, for example, with Iran. And there's a lot of Canadians with Iranian roots, so we depend on the on the British and on others to do it. But we're way down their list because yeah. they've got to deal with their own people who've got connections there. Uh, so it's certainly my own personal experience was that the diplomacy is about being there. You can't do this by remote control. You can't do this by telephone. You really have to have somebody there with a couple of people. And, you know, you're not going to send people with families. You'll send your your, your single uh, individuals who who are prepared to knowing that you're, you're, you're living in a place where you're potentially under threat. Yep. And you provide them with protection, but you've got to be there because that person has got to be able to deal with the local authorities ultimately to advance your interests. And in this case, because we still have people who want to get out from uh, Afghanistan. You know, Colin, we've talked about that a fair amount over the past couple of weeks with a, a variety of guests in terms of, you know, Canada needs to recognize that the world landscape has changed, primarily because of the U.S. Um, taking more of an isolationist approach and pulling themselves out of Afghanistan and, and other examples where no, they don't want to be that world exactly policeman, right? right? Or, you know, we are going to... Look, we've spent the last 70 years under the umbrella yeah. of the United States in terms of defense and security. That's going to change. So we're going to have to, it's like an insurance policy. We've been getting a preferred insurance policy because the Americans saw it in their global interest. But if you heard Biden the other day, he says, we're not going to nation build anymore. Yeah. Other countries are going to have to pick up uh, some of the burden. And they're saying it to Canada. And they're saying it up in our north, for example, because up to now we basically depended on them. They're saying, look, we can't do it all. We're going to have to spend more time in the Indo-Pacific. You, Canada, are going to have to pick up. So 
and I think as a sovereign country, we're going to have to do that. It's again, it's like we've we've had preferred insurance rate. Well, yeah. now we're going to have to start paying the real premiums. Yeah, we've kind of coasted a little bit. No question about it. One last question: If we don't, if we don't get involved. Um, does that open an up? Op- I mean, we know the Taliban is going to have, like you say, they want recognition, they want international support, those sorts of things. If the Western countries don't establish those ties and work with the Taliban, does that open the door for people like you mentioned Putin or China or these other actors that we have, you know, confrontational relationships with to slide in and use that to their advantage? Oh, uh, very much so. Is you'll see the Chinese and the Russians will be sort of going in now, but the, you know they've got their own interests because what they don't want to see is Afghanistan used as a base for terrorism because they've the, the, they've they've got challenges with Islam. This is what the, the Chinese are doing in Xinjiang and the, 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 with the Uyghurs and the Russians with Chechen things. So they don't. This is ironically one area where. Canada, the United States, uh, Russia, and China all have shared interests. We don't want to see Afghanistan become once again a base for groups which basically want to practice terrorism. And so this is, again, it comes back why we continue to have recognition with China and Russia. Why? Because we do have some shared interests or big interests like climate. Okay, if you're going to get climate under control, everybody's got to do their part. Can't just be Canada. And so diplomacy is about being there and also dealing with people you don't like and you don't trust, but you do it because you serves your interests. Awesome discussion. Thank you so much, Colin. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Shay. Yeah, you bet. That is Colin Robertson, who um, is a former Canadian diplomat and the current vice president and fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. It's really an interesting discussion, and I think a lot of Western countries or, you know, Western democracies, whatever you want to call them, are sort of wrestling this with this issue right now because he's right. Um, you know, keeping ties to the Taliban, especially while we still have, I don't know how many Canadians, Canadian citizens and permanent residents, and people who supported our troops in that country, still in Afghanistan, desperate to get out, if you don't at least establish some sort of diplomatic relationship with the Taliban, who, like it or not, are now in power in Afghanistan, what does that do to them? It's Is it a, just a simple situation where we're just going to hold our nose? And we're going to sort of set some of our values. You know, we don't negotiate with terrorists, right? How many times have you heard that? Hundreds of times. We don't negotiate with terrorists. That's not what we do. Well, guess what? The Taliban is officially recognized as a terrorist group in this country. So it would be suspending some of our values and our principles and weighing the cost-benefit analysis there. It's an interesting discussion, um, and we'll see where it goes, but you can see the arguments being made on both sides.